And there, there we, go. we go. You do like the countdown. I don't think anyone else gets to see that, unfortunately. Nobody sees Shame. that. That's I, I love That's that. If we could have that included. Because <laughs> it, 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 behind the scenes, we have a countdown. Five, four, three, two, one, and then we go live. It's really cool. Um, so, Carl, I've got my coffee. I'm ready for this conversation. Got my water. Hey. One of, first of many conversations. First of many conversations. So what's, uh, what's this about? Um, because some people know us, some people don't know us. Uh, in this w- wide world of the internet, uh, I don't even know what the statistic is for how many YouTube videos are live streamed or uploaded onto YouTube right now. But what what's what are we doing here? I can get you the statistics. I'm your man for that kind of thing. But um, we are, I guess we're formalizing what we do on a day-to-day basis anyway. Um, we'll talk about our backgrounds. But we do have these kind of discussions about digital marketing, about business. Um, so we've decided that... In this um, particular climate, this particular time where everybody's stuck at home, we're going to start broadcasting our discussions, discussions mm. that myself, Kyle, and Tominda have um, about business, about digital marketing. Um, and hopefully, and this is the plan, we're going to be able to talk about topics that are going to be useful for business owners out there. Yeah. And I think the title of the show is BBO.show. And what that means is building businesses online. So building businesses online is is quite a broad term. And I guess it can mean um, applying digital marketing tactics, tools, techniques, principles to your current business, whether it's offline or online. It, I guess it doesn't make a difference. Online business could be uh, literally having a purely business based completely online where there's no offline interaction whatsoever it could be a hybrid in between um so there's going to be a whole mixture of stuff i guess we discuss uh going forward and we're going to have the format loosely in the form of uh it's almost like think of seasons but the season is shrunk down into the week so each week we're going to have a different focus so rather than spend two and a half, three hours, four hours with you on this live stream, which we could, but it's, I, that's also not convenient for ourselves as well, because we're, we're going to be hopefully doing this every day at 12 o'clock. And I would like to be done by one so I can actually have some food. Um, that's that's where we're at, which is that the coffee will try make me get through that sure. process. It's also to make sure that this remains um, accessible to people out there, because not everybody's going to want to sit down and listen to three hours worth of online and digital marketing advice. Um, it's just... <laughs> I mean, I don't think I would, so I don't know why anyone else would uh, want to Exactly. And I think the intention here is to make it really actionable. So if we can give you some actionable principles, change your mindset around online business or marketing, uh, give you something which is a tool or technique, and you're like, ah, I can actually apply that. I mean, we was interviewing a fantastic lady uh, based on her business, which actually ties into what we're talking about today. And she took some great nuggets. And she said, the moment I finish this conversation with you guys, I'm going to implement it immediately. I'm going to go explore this. So that was fantastic. And I think hopefully we can have that kind of impact um, on people listening. If you're listening and you've got a question, we will be streaming this on YouTube, Facebook. I don't know where else. Where else are we going to stream this? Um, Twitch and well, LinkedIn when it's ready. And I'm also looking at doing it on Instagram, but that is tricky. (laughs) Yeah, Instagram is, and we can go into that discussion in future. Future Instagram is tricky too. The main place will be YouTube and Facebook. Facebook Fantastic. So if you're watching this live or you're watching this post live, in the description below, we're going to have a link. And the link is actually to a private Slack channel. It's completely free where you can actually ask myself and Kyle questions because the temptation is for us to dive in and i think we've always been adverse to this where social media is a fantastic tool but it can zap away your time so if i go in to answer your questions say in the comments on facebook instagram and people have different opinions on this i could then get sucked into the vortex of facebook and instagram and youtube where i'm looking at other things i'm looking at the notifications i'm having a look at what my friends are saying and that is a dangerous place to be so the slack group is focused it's purely around what we're everything we're talking about and i think that's where we'd like to keep it for now yeah very quickly for people who don't know what slack is it's a messaging um application often used by businesses um teams that need to communicate with each other so it's a bit like whatsapp but a lot more structured um so we use it with our teams and a lot of companies do as well it's free to use free to sign up um, and free to access our community and it's just a way of keeping everything a bit more organized um if we were to use WhatsApp, it's chaos. Um, you just have hundreds of messages coming at you at a time and there's no way to prioritize. If we were to use um, the comments below the video, 
then was split over lots of different places and mm. comments and videos it tends to be people n not necessarily yelling at each other but um one person stating a fact and then someone else jumping in and giving their opinion and then someone else jumping in and it's not it's not a very organic fluid conversation it's yeah they'll be talking they'll be talking about things like why why are harms and carl dressed exactly the same today like things like that mm, <laughs> just yeah. realize yeah I've that got, too i've got, I've got a black t-shirt no, that's okay. the kind of stuff that happens whereas you know the, the serious people who want to have a conversation with us and have a question a genuine question off the back of this come hang out in the slack group i think that's a, a best that is better for you as well more productive so let's Let's dive into the start of this week um, mm -hmm. and this week's focus, which is, which is, um, I've got some notes in the background as well, which is um, we want to keep it topical and, uh, and try not to be, um, try not to avoid the conversation that's happening right now, which is coronavirus. And it, it, the easiest thing to do is just, bury, <laughs> the easiest thing to do is bury your head in the sand. Uh, and what I would say is no business owner typically does that but a business owner would have got to a point uh, or whether you're a startup or whatever it is and you already have something within you which is going to which is going to win this battle but in that comes a different kind of feeling which is oh my god right say for example i'm a certain type of industry or company how do we even get out of this we've got some really smart people internally i'm in, i'm i'm smart as my business owner as such but i just don't know a way out of this without just completely being suspended uh, in time as such. That's almost how I feel sometimes and just suspended in time, which is why we, me and Carl had a conversation and said, let's do this. Um, let's do something, let's do something proactive, which is helpful for the community. So what we're going to do is focus on a primary niche, which we feel is massively affected right now. And Carl, what, what's, what's the niche that we're going to explore today? Sure. So it is going to be a niche, but this is going to be generally um, applicable really depend it doesn't really matter what your business is because we're all being hit right now but what we're going to be focusing on um, in particular this week are people um, businesses individuals who offer classes and events where they're getting people into a physical space and providing a service so easy examples are people like yoga teachers or mm. a personal trainer um, these kind of physical um, businesses. And, and also uh, also physical events that you know they have a, I mean, I'm involved in you know sales orientated events where there's physical live events where you're teaching people live, like they come to a live workshop. Uh, a couple of months ago, they came to our live workshop, uh, or a month ago yep. actually, and it stopped immediately because yeah, we're, we're, no live event. Just behind the scenes, there we've just launched um, our own workshop, so <laughs> so we're getting people into a room and teaching them how to do online uh, online business digital marketing. We did one, and then coronavirus hit. It's like well. It's like that's that then. <laughs> that's that then. Uh, uh, so we've just taken it online, and and that's one of the first steps, I guess, you can do. But so so this week's focus is going to be on live events, yeah. um, and the the initial conversation today, uh, rather than get right into the idea of how do I market to people, how do I shift, it's really going to be around the business, I guess, the business economic model or the business model. Would that yeah. be fair to say? Yep. So we're going to be following a framework that we use um, with clients and with our own businesses. We've set up lots of our own businesses online. We have, Over the years, we've built this framework called the Baton Framework, which we will be referring to. Um, and today in particular, we want to just focus on the first part of that framework, which is business. It's working mm -hmm. out, okay, what is my core business? What parts of this business and what units of value can I take and start to deliver now that the environment, the business environment has changed. So it's really kind of drilling down to the core basics. So yeah, sure, we could just run off and start talking about Instagram and TikTok and all the different tools. That's not what this podcast is going to be about. Um, we're always going to start with the fundamentals of business first before waving, you know, shiny new toys uh, mm -hmm. like TikTok in your face. Um, it's always going to come back to the fundamentals and that's that's something we can promise you and something that we think is going to be useful moving forward i hope that's a relief for some people because because often you find online and it's not saying it's a bad thing but the focus is exactly on that how, how do you hack TikTok? how do you get a thousand yeah. people watching your TikTok video um and it's great because it's an it's a it's almost it almost feels like a smash and grab like that's great i've got a short-term win on one particular platform, but the the dangers are also very real with focusing your entire business on one platform, which a lot of people are experiencing now on Facebook, as an example. 
those who've had fantastic organic reach on Facebook are suddenly seeing uh, having nobody see their post. Um, you know, and all of a sudden they got to find a marketing budget. I recently saw somebody who's a personal brand. Um, they do like artwork, poetry and things online. And they said their their revenue via Facebook went from about £15,000 a month to about £3,000 a month the moment Facebook switched its algorithm. Um, and I thought that was fascinating. And they were saying to their audience, "Can I? do I have your permission to advertise? Because if I don't, you're not going to see my posts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were really uncomfortable with the idea. So I think there's a danger there. We're just focusing on one particular idea as such. Yep, and it's relinquishing control. And right now, especially during this time, um, when we're, the business environment has been so affected by the, the pandemic, control is what we need. We need to start resting back into our business and our personal lives, um, taking control of the things we can control and realizing there are some things, whether it's the virus or whether it's Facebook's algorithms that are outside of our control. So we should not be focusing our energy there. We need to be focusing on what we can do something about. Um, Absolutely. So, so just to give some context, although me and Carl did start our first workshop, we are not experts when it comes to the events industry, um, organizing events. We're not personal trainers. We don't have, although we have live consultancy clients and we go physically see them, it's very easy for us to say, Hey guys, we're going to do a Skype today instead. Whereas people who are personal trainers who have yoga classes, they maybe they teach, um, uh, industry specific things, whether it's communication or public speaking or whatever it is at a, in a live environment where the student gets the maximum impact. That's not our field of expertise. Although we have clients like that, me and Kyle don't physically do that. So the Slack group here is going to be phenomenal in the sense that give us your questions, because although we're going to talk about things broadly, without your questions, we can't give you a perfect refined answer for your business. Hopefully that makes sense. Yeah. So. I guess, Carl, this is how we would do it. If we were in somebody's shoes, looking from the outside at an events industry, how would we approach things now? How would we change our business model? Sure. This is us coming at the problem wearing our digital marketing, our online business spectacles. um, And we work with clients in this respect. Mm, But mm, obviously, mm. we'd want to talk to people who are, you know, boots on the ground actually in this situation right now so that we can come up with ideas together. And that's why the community is important. And that's why we're going to be spreading this conversation um, over time so that we can react to questions that are being asked and um, to your actual specific concerns. And we're here as a resource to help with that. Absolutely, because we're not doing anything. We're, we're, we're in lockdown as well. <laughs> so we're, we're at home. Apart from the clients that we service, uh, you know, we are at home. So we're at your service for however long this goes on. Mm, so take um, advantage. Take advantage of us. Uh, and especially Kyle, because Kyle, how long have you been doing this? Digital marketing and, and not being in a conventional job as such? Well, I mean, I only ever had a conventional job when I was about 18. I worked in a bar and I was a cycle courier. But after that, that's about it. Um, I guess the first big business online business was about 10 years ago. Okay. So basically uh, Carl's been doing this for about a decade and that's a long time when you consider the industry is not, it's still quite a new industry. Well, the industry changes so quickly as well. If I'd been doing it for 30 years, well, I can't, I couldn't be doing it for 30 years, but um, it changes so quickly Mm. that just being in the industry for that kind of time is, um, you learn a lot and we're going to be trying to bring what's working now um, to your businesses. That's the idea here. Absolutely. So right, let's, let's get focused on this mm. niche, yeah, which yeah. is events. Um, so what is the obvious things um, I guess that people can do immediately and we're seeing it, we're seeing people do it. Yeah, we are seeing this um, and it wouldn't be a very exciting podcast if we just said this, but people are starting to do classes online obviously. So they are setting up Zoom, they're setting up Skype, Google Hangouts, whatever it is, and delivering their yoga class or their CrossFit class or whatever it is to their existing students. That's fine. Some Mm -hmm. of them are doing it for free um, in order to, I guess, keep the regularity and make sure that their previous customers come back to them after after the crisis. And some people are charging. um, So there's two different ways to do that. Yeah. And and I think uh, just for my personal commentary, I think both are okay um, because they're really dependent on where you are currently in your situation. If you are 
uh, a startup, look, you need the revenue. If you are, uh, the way your business is structured is that it pays you a salary and without that salary, you're, you're financially going to be in a difficult space, then charge. I mean, look, at the end of the day, you are providing a service. If you are able to do it for free or reduce your rates, look, that's a bonus. And I, and I think your audience will appreciate that. But everybody right now is not and it's, it's, it's not easy to say because we are going through financial uh, difficulties in, in some of the businesses that we have, but not everybody is. There's a whole bunch of people who are working from home and getting paid full, full-time salaries. There's a whole bunch of people who are continuing to work because they have essential works to do um, and that they can't physically work from home. So I think it's okay to charge and it's okay to do it free. So um, I'm se- what, the reason I say this, Carl, I'm seeing a lot of people uh, abusing people online who are having to sell maybe a bit harder than normal um, because yep. they are financially strained. They, they've got an events business and now the, the, what they didn't do was focus online prior to this. So now they're going from a hard events business not being online yep. to suddenly like, oh shit, I need to get online ASAP. So they send Join harder. my Zoom calls and, you know, it's £20 an hour for the Zoom call. Um, yeah. That's and what I've been seeing as well. And that's, mm. Um, so over the last couple of days, I've been um, having a look at what people have been doing and trying mm. to come up with a better solution. And I think, fingers crossed, I think I found something um, that okay. we can discuss that. Sounds good. Discuss that. So the, um, ob- the, the obvious is just to do that, is to get a webcam, you can get a, a decent webcam for 50 quid or just use one on your laptop and to do Zoom classes, uh, to do Skype classes, whatever tool you're using to get your existing students or to go out there and try and find new students and um, charge a come to the class um, fee. There's, yeah. uh, I was looking at, it's called Fuse Fitness. They're a small independent studio in Brixton, um, London. They're, they're clever. What they've done is they're saying, all right, normally you would pay, I think it's eight pounds a class to come physically. Instead, you can come to any of our classes um, via the online and it's 20 pound a month. Yeah. Uh, I think they're doing three or four classes a day. So you get a lot of value. Like if you were to actually do these classes, fantastic. At 20 pounds a month, that's fair. That's okay. Um, and that was one good example. But we want to talk today about going a bit further than that. I, I, t- I tell you who I feel has nailed it. And, and I don't think they did it intentionally. But I, I, I don't know if it's the right name, but I saw this Pelican. I think it's a Pelican bicycle. Where, Peloton. Peloton, Peloton. And they allow you to, you're cycling in your literary bedroom or whatever, however they advertise it. And your class is, is live streamed to you. And this was way before any of this happened yeah they're, they're in a good position right now hmm. so their business model is so right now i'm in canoe wharf and peloton have a i think it's peloton peloton have an actual yeah. shop next to the tesla showroom which gives oh, you an idea of their market um, but they sell these very expensive bikes on financing plans um and then deliver these online courses they're doing fine i'm sure they're doing really well right now um yeah so that's an example of a business in the niche who set up from the get-go for online they were they're entirely online um i maybe you can go to physical studios i don't know but it's really for people who are at home they give you a high-end bike they give you an ipad or you use your own ipad and then you yeah. connect into their uh online lessons they're set up for the get-go for online whereas a lot of the individuals a lot of the smaller studios right now are in this weird position where it's like Arr. Crap! I've been doing you know three yoga classes a day for the last five years um, at the local you know yoga studio, but now I have nothing. So what do I do? I need to I need to gear up. Um, yeah. So it's that transition which is really tricky for a lot of people. The transition is tricky, and hopefully we can help with that. But also, I think this look at other case studies like them and say what can I do in advance of something happening like this again? Yeah. Um, and and. So I, th- I think we are having this discussion on opportune time because if we can help a lot of people do that, because look, it doesn't happen overnight, you know, to get a whole bunch of people to pay for your online yoga class does not happen over- overnight. Um, if I if I see how long Peloton has been going for, I, I no doubt it's going to be a long time. Um, and they had a lot of funding too um, and good branding. But so what we're hoping is from this, yes, we're talking about emergency measures right now. We're talking about what you can do right now to make sure you can keep paying your bills and keep eating. But a lot of this stuff you can continue to do 
um, in addition to your physical classes. In addition, so Peloton Peloton's been going on for since 2012. So that should, uh, if my information's right, founded in 2012. So this does not happen overnight. Hmm. Period. And no business does. Um, and I imagine anybody... they're not talking about it, or I doubt they're talking about it, but I imagine right now they're doing extremely well. And some businesses are. That's Yeah, the, the Zooms, the, all, all of these companies are doing extremely well. Yeah. Um, okay, so getting back to the focus. Mm. So so what we're saying is, oh, what we're saying, Carl, is everybody can, the easiest thing to do right now is just to, to switch online. Uh, mm. There's plenty of tools out there, the Zooms, the Skypes, a live stream like this uh you can live stream into a private group on facebook you can you can have a slack channel um where it depends on if, if you're video orientated or your advice or consultancy based you could have a slack channel there's other things like slack as well um so what's where where's the next step for this conversation sure i think part of that transition is working out who exactly you're going to be talking to so yes mm -hmm. obviously it's going to be your current students um, so I, my mum, for example, she does Pilates. They've moved to doing Pilates online every Wednesday or whenever it is. So it's just the existing students are now doing it online and paying a smaller rate. That's fine. That's the easiest thing you do. You yeah. go to your existing clients, you say, this is what I'm doing. These are the times. These are the prices. Are you interested? Nice and simple. The great thing about online, though, is that once you've set up a Zoom class or a Skype class, there's no particular reason why you need to um, stay delivering that content to just the five people or just the 10 people mm. as opposed to being in the physical world the world of atoms you know where there is a certain number of people you can fit into a room once you move online once you're in the world of um, bits instead of atoms we can take that same content and we can deliver it to a, a much larger number of people so if i am a yoga teacher and i do a kundalini yoga 30-day challenge or whatever it is Instead of me doing it with the same five people, I can now talk to 50 people. I can now talk to 100 people. And that's not going to negatively affect um, the quality of my teaching for the other people in the room. That's the key thing here. Yeah, yeah. Um, it also means that we move from a, okay, I, I might have been charging £15 an hour before, but and I had 10 people in the room, so that's £150. Now I'm charging £1.50 instead, and I have 100 people in the room. So I'm making the same amount of money, but it becomes a volume game rather than a, um, a cost game. It's not about charging a high price. It's about lowering the price that I'm charging, but giving that service to more people. And this is the first thing that we can do when we open up to online. And to do that, we need to kind of, we need to work out who our potential audience is when we are offline it's who will come to our studio who will yeah. come to our physical and, location and it's not normally geographically located it's somebody who comes you may have a room in the gym uh, you may be a, an instructor who operates out of a large branded gym you may have your own uh, if you're in events industry you, you'll be advertising uh, to your audience so what's the best way uh, and I guess what we're really identifying here is, is there a market size? Who's our market audience? Yep. Um, and and taking a data approach, a data-driven approach rather than a gut feel approach. Sure. And importantly, not going too big because a lot of people will be like, oh, yeah, everyone everyone can do yoga. It's like, well, that's not helpful. Yeah, when we're marketing, we need to narrow it down because unless you have a budget the size of Nike um, or Amazon to be able to talk to everybody, you need to you need to restrict who it is you're talking to so that you can better deliver your message to those people. Yeah, th think about it as if there's a famous article that a lot of, a lot of marketers do anchor to, which is a thousand true fans. Mm -hmm. So th think about, you know, imagine just having a thousand loyal customers that are going to continue to pay you X amount based on whatever you do. And it could be yoga, it could be PT, it could be um, you have a uh, online support group, whatever that is. So think of it like that. Whereas if, let me get the thousand first, and then let me think about scaling beyond that, because the temptation, I guess, Carl is, you know, you look at these celebrities, you look at these amazing marketers online or businesses online, and, and I'm talking about actors and all these people who could have a massive, uh, who's a good example of this. So one of the Kardashians um, launched a, yeah, launched a makeup brand, bang, oh. a, bi a billion dollars in sales pretty yeah. much overnight as such. 
So some people have that leverage. So we are often we feel like, oh my God, unless I'm doing that, then oh, I'm not going to make any money. But scale that down to a hundred people, two hundred people, and then aim for a thousand people, and you might find that financially you are well, well have achieved your financial goals. Well, I mean, let's stick with that a thousand numbers. So, okay. So the article um, Harminder's or Harms is referring to here is called "A um, Thousand True Fans" by Kevin Kelly. It's quite yeah. an old article, but he talks about yeah, sure, you don't need twenty-five million followers on Facebook because most of those people aren't going to be purchasing anything from you. If you can get a thousand people who will buy anything you put out because they love you, they love what you do, they love the value that you create and what you do for the world. Let's say you have a thousand people and they're signed up to a £30 a month membership. That's thousand yeah. pounds a month. Like, well, let's, let, let, let me scale it down because we we that many people. We don't need that many people. So we took, we spoke about a yoga class, right? Let's assume yeah. that somebody pays fifteen quid to go to a physical yoga class. Mm-hmm. What if they paid five pound for this premium online yoga class? It's you shoot it in a room, special room in your house, etc., and you charge people five pound for that a well, month. I mean, we yeah, that's what I was about to say. We can we can make this a lot easier. Five pound a month. That's five thousand pound a month. I yeah. mean that is probably more than what the majority of yoga teachers or PTs or um, anybody doing physical events are earning. I think that's, that's, Five that's pound a is a very, it's a small ask. Um, yeah, and if you, it's not if you look at people. If you look at the Amazon Netflix model, you know, look, they, they have probably done a hell of a lot of data research to work out what people are comfortable paying. Uh, what would somebody pay for that's, um, that they won't want to cancel from. They, they just don't feel it. I guess that's what I'm saying. They go for the $7.99, $5.99, $4.99. So looking at big companies as an example here can help you as well. I can go all MBA here and talk about price elasticity. I'm not going to, but... No, no, that's, that'd be too complex at this stage. There are financial models behind this is, okay, what can you charge? Um, at what rate can you charge and people will still buy and then when does it start to drop off so if you're charging 50 pound a month for yoga probably too much um on, yeah. you won't you, get, might, you yeah. might get two months out of them as an Maybe, example yeah, yeah. Um, but if you were charging five pound a month that is at the point where people are it's almost too low to bother cancelling um, well, if i went to, if i went to starbucks or costa or any other company got to be conscious of names I, I don't really know how we do this online but that would probably cost me four pounds something yeah a cup of that um so people don't feel it yeah so this is the kind of level we're talking about you don't need 25 million um instagram followers to generate an income for yourself if you are a sole operator an individual running these kind of classes if you can get 500 people if you can get a thousand people which online is a very small amount if you can get that kind of number paying you on a regular basis um a few pounds a month five pound a month gosh i mean 30 pound a month if you have enough value to give them then that is enough to support you extremely comfortably um, extremely comfortably yeah especially through times like this so so how can we look at the data mm-hmm. and i don't know if you've got anything prepared here but uh, yeah i'm gonna use my sorry favorite to put you on the point yeah favorite tool okay uh, so let, let's look at the data here because it's okay for me and carl to say look yeah you can get 500 people who are interested in yoga but what's the process behind it just to check that we have a good sound business model before we go and start to attract this audience i'm gonna fiddle around with these so i can hide you i'm not sure if you're still um if you... oh wait no what i do i do this and then get rid of your your video yeah brilliant i'm audio only but what i'm going to do whilst you introduce that um, I've drank three cups of coffee, so I'll be back in two minutes. <laughs> so I will mute you in that case. <laughs> I, I'll mute myself. I'll mute myself when I'm back. Okay. All right. So I will introduce this tool. This is one of my favorite tools. Actually, there's a few. This is sad, isn't it? That I get very excited about Facebook analytics tools. Um, but what I want to talk about is the fact that, yeah, you can say, oh, I'm just going to market to everybody who does yoga. I'm just going to talk to everyone who does CrossFit. It's too expensive to do that. Um, instead, we want to find a particular niche of people. We, we only need that 1,000 people that we were talking about just now. We need to find these people and talk to them um, repeatedly. So instead of talking to a million people and spreading out, um, like spreading really thinly 
the amount of value we give to them. We instead want to talk to a much smaller group and um, and deliver a huge amount of concentrated value for them. So this means we need to go online and look at some of the information that is available about the size of markets. Um, and we can also at the same time learn, um, are we talking to male, female, or no particular gender um, markets? What kind of age groups are we talking to? What kind of education levels? What kind of interests? What magazines do they read? What TV shows do they watch? We can get all of this information directly from Facebook using this tool you can see you're still muted that's cool i'm back there we go I've I'm, unmuted. I'm back. so um as i was just saying Hans, i'm going to jump into facebook audience insights what i want to do is do it with um do you know yoga with adrian yeah yeah, yeah. i mean me and gina gina my, my beautiful wife we we always watch her stuff and <laughs> and do yoga do yoga no we just watch it and say ah, that must feel great once it's done um, she's got a cute dog too <laughs> yeah yeah the dog just floats about i mean she's um, nailed it she's absolutely nailed it online she's, she's great um so we're not we're, we're going to be looking at yoga of adrian to learn about the demographics and who is watching her and then we're going to use that information to kind of narrow down who we could be talking about this is just an example um Depending on your niche, you want to come to this tool here, facebook.com slash ads slash audience insights. Uh, you can also just Google Facebook audience insights and that should pull it up for you. Um, but All right, Carl, you're going to have to do this because Jean is in the car park. She's got shopping that she needs bringing up. Go for it. I didn't tell her I was going live right now. So uh, you, you do this and I I'll, I'll, should be back for when we, we give them the, the ultimate plan we think we should be focusing on. Yeah, well, I better be quick or I'll ruin it and do it. I'll take it. <laughs> okay, okay. Right, see you in a second. Uh, oops, muted. There we go. The joys of live. So this is Facebook Audience Insights. It's one of the tools that Facebook provides their advertisers with. It is free to use um, and because this is how Facebook makes money. They make money when we create adverts. You can see there's a create ad up here. And just make sure you can definitely see this. Yeah, you can. So what I can do here is, can you see this interests? I can plug things in here. So let's say I'm interested in, I want to know people who buy Samsung TVs. Oops, Samsung. Oh, that'd be good. Go Samsung TV. So I'm interested in globally. That's weird, it didn't work. Let's just put in Samsung. Galaxy S9. Why is this not working? I'm going to refresh the page. Um, Audience Insights will give us all of Facebook's information on these particular. Uh, okay, let's just go straight to Yoga with Adrian then, because for some reason Samsung is not playing nicely. So, Yoga with, here we go, Adrian. So, if you are a yoga teacher, great. If you are um, in another niche you'd put in a company name or a famous youtuber instagrammer celebrity in that particular area um so if you were doing crossfit for example i think you can put in crossfit and that will give you what you need um if you do pilates you can also just put in pilates you could do yoga um the reason i'm doing yoga with adrian is because i want to focus on the audiences who consume yoga content online so if i just put in yoga by itself that would be offline um same with crossfit obviously that's going to be people who are going to crossfit studios so ideally i would find the name of a, a famous uh youtuber who does crossfit and put them in here to get the same kind of information anyway let's dive in so i want this to be all ages so Let's go 18 to 65. I'm leaving gender as all. At the moment, I'm putting in no location because I just want the widest amount of information possible. Then I'm going to click on demographics here. So this is already giving me a massive amount of information. There are on Facebook about half a million people who have liked or in some way um, interacted with the Yoga with Adrian brand. So this tells me that the size of the market around Yoga with Adrian is about half a million. This is half a million people worldwide who are interested in learning yoga online. These are people who could be, if you 
Tichugo online, they could be your customers. Okay. And then we can look at all the information that Facebook has about them. And this is really useful when we're starting to decide who our uh, online audience is going to be because we can start to adjust what our message is. So right here, if I was looking at this, I would say we've got 93% female and 7% male. If I was marketing to this particular audience, I'm going to be going with a very heavy um, female slanted marketing plan, obviously. Uh, married is a much higher percentage. Can you see these numbers at the bottom? This is the um, the percentage difference compared to the average Facebook user. So disproportionately, the people who follow Yoga with Adrian tend to be married. Don't know why, but this gives me the information. They also tend to be um, highly educated. This is the maximum level of education. So compared to the average Facebook user, the people who follow uh, Yoga with Adrian are 228% more likely, so uh, 2.3 times more likely to be uh, postgraduates, they're university postgraduates, and they are minus 61% uh, less likely to be just high school graduates. That's what this these numbers mean. I can also see what kind of uh, jobs they work in. Down here, I can see what pages they have liked, so I can start to build up a psychographic, a psychological profile of who they are. So Yoga of Adrian, Yoga Inspiration, they like Shika style, don't know what that is. Um, obviously lots of yoga things here, Daily Om, Shasha, I can pull this up. Um, they, okay, Makeup Studio Training Center, that might be something that's interested, there might be uh, something I can do with yoga and makeup potentially. Elizabeth Gilbert is a favorite writer. Favorite blogger is 100 Days of Real Food, etc. etc. Um, so you can go down and you can get a huge amount of information about the people who are interested in studying yoga online. I can now jump into location. I think this is going to be US focused. Okay. No, not okay. Top countries are. United States of America. So 40% of her um, audience are in the US and 11% are in the UK. That's not that surprising. And then everyone else is going to be different countries. Um, if you were doing focusing on a national celebrity or a national um, hobby, then we could use top towns and cities. So actually London is massively disproportionately into yoga with Adrian compared to everywhere else in the world. London is 500% more more um, more engaged. So we can get a huge amount of information here. Not all of this is going to be useful, um, but it allows us to start to build up a profile of the audience that we could be talking to when we go online. Now, we're not asking you to become the next Yoga with Adrian. Instead, what we're going to do with this information is we are going to start to niche it down um, and use it to learn more about the people in either your local area or nationally to you. And the reason we're doing this is we don't want to necessarily become, well, we do want to become a global brand eventually, uh, if that's what you want to do, but it's not very easy to do straight off the bat. So instead we want to start locally, nationally, and then kind of expand out like that. So what I'm gonna do is I still have Yoga with Adrian selected here, but I'm gonna click on location and put in United Kingdom. So I would do this if I am a yoga instructor and I want to um, do something similar to what Yoga with Adrian is doing, but do it in the UK only. Already I can see that my audience has fallen by, um, by a factor of 10. So it's 10% of the size of Yoga with Adrian. That's fine. I'm still seeing a high female skew. Um, I'm still seeing mainly married people, mainly highly educated, probably similar types of uh, jobs. So education, that means there's going to be a lot of teachers who are into this. Uh, page likes, I imagine, are going to be the same. Oh no, we've got some different ones. So we have travel. Travel is a big deal um, with the UK-based Yoga with Adrian fans. Um, 
I'm also seeing non-governmental organizations like Greenpeace and Friends of the Earth. This was not showing up when I did it globally. Um, so this tells me that the UK followers of Yoga with Adrian are more into these kind of causes, more into these kind of issues. Uh, Davina McCall, Chris Packham, Green Party, interesting. And then I've got some uh, clothing brands, Sweaty Betty, Fat Face, etc. Um, so there is slightly different information here because I'm now focusing in just on the UK. Location, obviously top countries is no longer going to tell me anything because it's 100% in the UK. But now I can look at the top towns and cities and get more information. So Edinburgh, Aberdeen seem to be highly um, skewed. I imagine London's quite a big one here somewhere. There it is. So 11% of the audience are in London. Um, so again, we can get a lot of information from here, which tells us um, these are the kind of people that we can be focusing on moving forward. The best thing about this um, audience insights is it actually gives us numbers. It gives us data. And obviously this makes me more excited than maybe it does for you. But if you come in here and you cannot find your particular niche, um, that means it's probably going to be too small and it's not worth focusing on online. And at that point you need to decide, okay, what can I do to expand it? Um, what can I do? What else can I add in in order to find the tribe of people and my audience that I want to talk to online? The other issue is if I put in something like yoga, it's going to be too big. Generally, and we're not really going into this in detail today, but generally we want to find an audience of about 1 million people. So if I put in yoga by itself, in the UK alone, there's 10 to 15 million people who are interested in yoga. So that's going to be too wide. The information that I get from here is not going to be that useful because I cannot focus on a market this large, which is why I'd use something like Yoga with Adrian, a farm finer uh, and a far more refined view of people who are specifically interested in consuming yoga content online rather than just yoga as a whole which is too large it's too big so obviously with all of this stuff you can then go ahead and start to um, start to contact these people directly using facebook ads that's not what we're talking about right now we are talking about using this tool purely to get this information, to learn about who it is we need to be talking to online, um, so to get information like, okay, 90% female. If I'm doing yoga online, I should go with a female focus. Of course, you might decide, oh, no, I'm gonna go the other way, I'm going to do male, and that's gonna be my line in the sand, that's, that's gonna be my defining um, business message. Absolutely fine, but at least using Facebook audience insights, we, we have the data and we can make decisions based on the numbers that we're actually seeing. Okay, so that is Audience Insights. Again, it's free, you can jump in and grab that. I see that Hamza's back, so I'm gonna bring him on. Hello, I've been back for pretty much that whole section. Oh God, listening to me go on about data, thanks. Anything, oh. I was, yeah. I was trying my best to stop you. <laughs> So I, I can't I, see when you're back. I was, I mean, you're I was like, stop talking about data. Stop talking. But I'm joking. No, so there'll be people who love uh, love that. And actually, it's pretty cool. And, and looking at the male percentage, I think it was 7%. Uh, I'm probably a 0, 0.00 something of that percentage. So um, I, it's, it is interesting because the million, it, hopefully you've got a benchmark now. Carl's basically said to you, if your audience is about a million, then... Let's say from that million, all we need is a thousand paying customers yep. uh, and even less than that. L just look at your numbers uh, and your pricing and say, how many do I actually need of that? And often you'll find it's crumbs. Which is, uh, what, what's that, 0.1%? It, it, uh, and, uh, that, yeah, it's 0.1%. Yeah, and it's and that's tiny. So it, it, hopefully that makes it more doable, more achievable, because online often the feeling is, oh my God, I can't get through to anybody. Um but it does take some time, just take some work. But but that's so that's so what we've done so far is we've we've spoken about the conventional or the most obvious way that we can, I guess, get our offline business online immediately. Um, 
then we have to say, who do we talk to? And actually, is there an audience online big enough for our business to actually talk to anybody? If there's not, then what's the point, I guess? And in the um, case of something like yoga, it's going to be too big. And we need to, uh, we need to work out what our place within that niche is. Hmm. There are certain niches like, um, well, the big three are health, wealth, and relationships. Yeah. Um, most businesses really fit into these, especially online, health, wealth, and relationships. If you're niche if your focus is health too big is too yeah. wide unless you are a company like nike and you have uh, an advertising budget of hundreds of millions or billions even instead we need to go from something large like health down to something smaller like yoga yeah we're still seeing 10 to 15 million people in the uk interested in that that's still it's a lot of people to try to talk to at the same time so we need to niche down again and it might be people who consume yoga content online and we saw that dropped us to about 50,000 yeah UK um if we use yoga with Adrian so that's a lot smaller that's a lot smaller um so 50,000 is that worth pursuing um so if I was doing this myself I would be adding in other yoga channels yeah of course yoga with Adrian is uh American based so if I was in America I would go for it um yeah using just 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 using the information I've learned about her her viewers. In the UK, I'd probably want to look into other um, influencers, other brands that uh, offer online yoga. And I would also be putting them into Facebook Audience Insights to see what else I can learn. And that will allow me to go up from the 50,000 to, uh, I'm guessing, half a million or a million. But okay. you can play with the numbers, basically. Okay, fantastic. So, so I love that. So that's a summary of what we've done so far. Um, now, being us, we always like to go for the extra ambitious method, but also this is probably the method that we would recommend. So if, if anybody is up for this, so now we're going to go into a part where if anybody is up for this, this is what we would really recommend. The first part is, look, it's very easy. It's very frictionless. Um, the, look, the tool Carla showed you there is, is actually easy to use. But what's what's the next step above that? Because online, I think people often miss um, this this technique and it is often hidden but it does require a bit of extra work yeah so carl do you want to start introducing that and, and then me and you can have a conversation yeah, about that this is a question of how do we reach those you know half a million people mm. then one million people we can just run adverts to them um and we could probably reach those all of them for a couple of hundred pounds quite easily on facebook fine that's a basic way to do it it's not what we're going to be suggesting today instead um i don't harms have you you're probably part of WhatsApp groups where people have been sending around um, Excel sheets or PDFs of free stuff, free yes. stuff or um, online alternatives. So, well, I actually did that today, literally before our our chat. Mm -hmm. uh, somebody somebody asked a question in one of the WhatsApp groups, which was, "Can anybody advise?" Because they they're a community leader as such, as in like they have their own personal tribe as such. Has anybody got any good resources? Mm -hmm. So that resource list that we put together, um, that mainly you know the one where you've broken down work from home categories. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So I clean I cleaned that up and I sent that to them because uh, they're a good friend as well. So yes, I've I've also been a part of sending that. So. There's a lot of, right now, um, because of what's going on, there's a lot of resource lists being sent around. Um, yeah. One I received two days ago was, uh, there's a really cool one, which is culture. It's all of the Royal Opera House, uh, the ballet, the Royal Shakespeare Company, the Met Opera in um, <clears throat> New York, etc. They are starting to offer either free shows or low-priced streaming shows. So yeah. they're maintaining their cultural output. They're still putting out ballets and operas and shows and theatre, etc., yeah. Uh, and you can jump in and watch it live from home. Fantastic. Um, yeah. So I received this PDF, which was, I think, eight pages of all of the different shows, all of the different times, um, the links to go there and how much they cost. Fantastic resource. I've also received one like that, again, from another WhatsApp group, which was different ways to stay fit at home. And it had lists of YouTube channels, so people like Yoga with Adrian, who we've been talking about, as well as Fuse Fitness. Um, mm -hmm which is the one I mentioned before. This was specifically in Southwest London. It's like, these are, uh, sorry, there were two lists. There was one which was specifically Southwest London businesses. Um, so Brixton, Clapham, that kind yeah. of area. Um, and all of the online offers that they were doing. So it was saying, hey, support your local businesses in this time. Uh, Fuse Fitness are doing this. Um, this 
restaurant is doing food, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It was, again, it was a resource list. It was a master list of all of the different businesses you could support in the area. Okay. Um, what we want to suggest is that you take control of that conversation for your particular niche. There are already these lists going around um, and they're being spread like wildfire because people want to help each other. And if there is a list of the top yoga classes um, in the UK or globally that is being sent around, um, if you take control of that conversation, if you take control and you help compile that list, if you put it together, if you format it nicely, if you make it easy for people to access, if you verify um, what, what stuff's good and what stuff isn't good, and you, you do all of that work and then you spread that list out, you are in control of that resource list. You mm. become a spokesperson, you become a... Um, a leader within that particular community uh, the host of the party um imagine imagine a networking event and you become the host of that networking event so that kind of uh, mentality and approach yep yep and so i know some people are sitting there like well why would i want to advertise you know my competitors yoga class that's what you're talking about <laughs> yeah 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 because i because the resource list that you created that i've started to distribute mm -hmm. doesn't have any of our stuff on so, you know, like we've got lots of resources ourselves, but but the question then is, uh, and you raised a good question is, and it's often something that our clients always kick back at, which is, I'm sorry, we've got a database. Why are you advertising other people's, like say if I'm a yoga instructor, why am I gonna send out a document with um, all of these other competitors, yoga, YouTube channels, et cetera, which already have a large following. Why would I do that? So that's a, that is a solid question. Well, the, the first answer is that is, when you control the list, you control the order of the list and people are lazy. So you put your stuff at the top of the list. You, I mean, this is, we haven't done that. Why haven't we done that? Because we just, we just, that's how we roll. We always like to give people, that's what we do. <laughs> this show, for example, we're going to run this now and we're just going to download everything we know. It's just what we do. It's, just, it's in our do, nature. Do we keep saying not what we do? Exactly. Like, don't do everything we say. Uh, because look, me and Kyle are teachers by nature. We did a personality test. So before we actually be became business partners, we did a, like a really detailed personality test. And, and ultimately, both of us are very similar personalities. We're both teachers, we're both creators. We both want to share what we have. And we get our almost our fulfillment through that mechanism. So that's probably probably without going too deep into it. That's probably one of the reasons why. Yeah. Yeah. So the first thing you can do is obviously you put yours at the top of the list. Mm -hmm. If you've made a nicely formatted PDF, you can bold the, your offering. You can, you know, put a big star next to it. If you're putting reviews, yeah. give yourself the best. Yeah. This is the best thing <laughs> to watch. <laughs> so that's one way to do it. Not very subtle, but it works. Um, you can also brand the list. Again, if it's a PDF, if you stuck mm -hmm. your, your, your website on it, people are going to be coming there. Um, but the main thing here is yes yes we want people coming our way but the the main point of having this resource list is to get it into as many hands as possible um and by creating resource list which is not just about you if it's just you sending your class schedule out to people i mean it's a sales list yeah who's going to spread that nobody mm. this way it actually gets spread it gets spread naturally and if you're in any whatsapp groups you probably have this um you've probably been sent lots of these lists already for opera or for local businesses or food delivery, whatever it is. You, um, by, by making it a list which includes everything, which is a genuinely helpful ultimate resource list, you can actually co-opt your competitors into spreading it for you. You can so send- what, that, what does that mean? You can send it to your competitors um, and say, hey, I'm putting together this list of resources. Um, you're on it. Uh, send it to all of your, um, send it to all of your the people who are looking for yoga, or yeah. for services in your niche. I think this would be helpful. You're on the list as well, um, so you should. I put you. I put you in fourth place. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, absolutely. But you just said, hey, I featured you on this list of great things. If you want to share it with your followers, please do. You could send it to someone like Yoga with Adrian and say hey, I've put together this great looking list of um, yoga resources. Uh, obviously, you're on it because you're a great resource. I love your work. Could you um, tweet it out to your followers or could you send it to uh, your followers via your email list? And then suddenly the resource list that you've put together is now in the hands of millions of people rather than mm. 
rather than you putting together a price list or a timing list, a schedule of your classes and sending it to people. Instead, it becomes a community resource that you created, yes, um, but it's for everybody, not just for your business. It's a very different way to think about it. Yeah, and, and what I'd say is it also gets directly to them. So it's not like they have to go to a website. It's not like they, they're going to be directly downloading it on their computer or mobile phone. So they've got this resource list there and they're right in front of them. There's no better marketing method than WhatsApping somebody via a friend or a friend sending somebody a recommendation or a list that's come from an original source, which we want you to be that original source. So yep. think of it as the most direct, powerful method of marketing. Because one of the things at the moment is uh, text message marketing it has suddenly become very popular again because WhatsApp, because people actually open them. Um, so you're gonna, we're gonna see a, a bit of a trend which says you're gonna get lots of sales text messages over time until it depletes itself. Uh, and it just becomes another l averagely converting uh, marketing method. But I think- People don't open emails anymore. Yeah, people don't. And, and also the emails go into the promotions tab or they go into the spam tab. So Gmail, as an example, has a specific promotions tab. I'm not sure about Hotmail and how they operate, but I'm sure it's not too dissimilar. Mm -hmm. um, so we are aiming to create this resource list, which, yes, it has your brand on it. Yes, it mm -hmm. highlights your classes as one of the resources there. Depending on how push you want to be, you put it at the top, you put it in stars, glitter, etc. But the main thing is this is a really useful resource which can be spread by the community, whether it's the national, the, the, the people who do yoga in the UK, whether it's worldwide, it doesn't really matter. Um, it's something that is so valuable that people will actually spread it around. Yeah. Um, and you are going to be the curator, you're going to be the leader of this list, which is a very cool place to be in. This is also, as we said at the beginning, the most basic thing you can do is um, just start talking to your existing customers and doing online courses with them. Yeah, but, but, but what this, what you're saying here, Carl, is to get beyond those people, let's use this. Um, it's, uh, I would, so just listen to it, um, I would call this almost like growth hack marketing or mm -hmm. um, guerrilla marketing. Think of this as that. You know, we are in a guerrilla marketing period where we have to do stuff which is out of the norm mm -hmm. that maybe we wouldn't and learn some marketing tactics as a business owner that actually we, we would have just thought, no, I don't need to do that because I've got a steady stream of customers. Whereas now we don't because you've taken your offline customer base, which may be 15 students a week to online, which could be a thousand students a month or whatever it is. So how do we get to those people? This is a very direct and potential viral way of doing that. Yep. I mean, think yourself at home, think of how many of these resource lists, think of how many of these links you've been sent um, mm. during this, the, the Corona crisis. Um, they're not necessarily going to be about your niche. That's fine. Um, but they, these are things that are spreading by themselves um, from group to group to group in WhatsApp. So if you are in control of one of those, um, one of those lists, you're in a very, very powerful position. And I think think of it from a uh, like a heart place as well, and, and a place of giving, where you're actually just doing something useful, you know. Because say, for example, the work from home list that we created and Carl compiled actually for us is uh, very few of those links are ours. I think none of them. I think one of my other podcasts uh, were on there, but apart from that, it's look. There's a whole bunch of people who are going to be going into a changed environment that they're not used to. How can we help them? And I think that's a, just to keep it as simple as that. If that's if you are if you are pulled from that mechanism, and we're all pulled from different ways. If you're pulled from the the need to help people, then this is a great way to do that, and also benefit off the back end as well. And that's the reason why we put together that list is because we're used to working at home. Whereas I, I mean, I've got lots of friends who suddenly work from home who are used to the office environment and suddenly they're going crazy. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to structure their day. They don't know um, about certain tools that I've been using for years. So for me to download the information is nothing. Like it, it took an hour to put together this list and then we made it look nice. Um, and that's quite, well, th that could be very valuable to certain people. And it's the same with you and um, your particular niche. You have the expertise to see what's online. You, you've probably received a few of these lists already. All you need to start doing is pulling everything together, curating it, um, using your expertise, reformatting it, making it nice, putting your one as 
you know, um, mm. find a place and then spreading it out into the world. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to reformat our list because I, I sent it out. So I'm going I'm to put, because yes. right at the bottom, I said authored by Carl Barman and Hamid Dator. So I put that right to the bottom. But I'm going to, I'm going to have that in the header, um, yeah. authored by these guys. I Follow mean, us on this social media channel. So I'm going to go re- rebrand that. Yeah. <laughs> it's our list. Exactly. And we put that together. Yeah, so, so that's it. Putting value out into the world, putting expertise out into the world mm. and then saying, yeah, sure. I did this. I, I did this. So if you do want to come and check out the stuff we do great um, yeah so, so so what's a typical i mean this is going to be a lot more work than you may have expected um because this could take you half a day to put a put together a really quality list and then start to send it out and say look this might be useful this might be useful so what happens after that so we know so the first part of this is create a free resource list yeah. that we're going to send out to people and tomorrow i want to specifically talk about how we put that together how we make okay. it nice and stuff like awesome. that awesome so join us tomorrow for that it's like canva um, which is a way to make a nice looking pdf but mm-hmm. we'll talk about that tomorrow um, i just want to get the idea of what we're going to be doing the fantastic right but so fantastic. the next steps will be yep you've got this let's say it's a 20 page pdf of all of the online fitness resources all of the ways to stay fit while you're at home fantastic list people are sending it around we want to have a mechanism for getting the people who received this PDF. We want to get them into our orbit somehow. Um, we want to get them into our tribe, we call it. Um, obviously, one way is people signing up directly for our classes, but we ideally want to have something that's even lower friction. Um, and we'll be talking about that in two days in particular. Did you want to outline it today? or No, no, no. I think that's a good time because otherwise it's information overwhelm. I think let's Let's break this down to pieces because the idea of this week is we're focusing on offline events slash uh, businesses that have to physically interact with their clients mm-hmm. um, and how we can take that online and how we can also get new people, as you've seen some audience tools there, but how can we get some new people to this uh, and during this transition time to actually see what you're going to be offering. So I think the principle right now is sound. I think you've given them a massive guerrilla marketing tip on this today. Yeah, yeah this is the one thing that we want you to take away is we're going to create something of massive value which to you right now you're probably thinking no 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 i just need to get people signed up for my online classes i just need to generate revenue instead we're going to spend a bit of time creating something of massive value and get it out into the world to help as many people as possible Mm. and then over the next few days we're going to be talking about how this will directly benefit you um, as well although you're excited just about helping other people um that's yeah, and it, de- it depends what pulls you, and 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 there's no judgment there. It's really very much where are you, and how has coronavirus affected you? How has uh, COVID nineteen affected you, to be more specific? Uh, you know, because we are all intertwined. You know, the, this is probably Carl. This actually is was a wake up for me to to see how. Uh, literally connected we are. You know, so we're almost connected like domino pieces. If one of one of us falls in this market system we all start to get affected some people don't some people win but the majority seem to be struggling in this transition stage so hopefully this has helped today uh, and again there's no judgment here so how, how can we help each other to yeah, with tools and yeah we're at home anyway so we, we, we've got no choice we're going to help you <laughs> awesome so I, I think that's it for today's show i'm i'm super happy with that yeah. uh, if you join us tomorrow we're going to be going on to the next part of um, the baton model, which is audience. Now, how do we attract an audience's attention? That's the focus tomorrow. And we'll give you some more tips there. We've already started to talk about, we're talking about the mechanism, how we're going to do that. Tomorrow, we're going to be going through the details of how you compile this list, how you curate it, and how you make a really nice looking document um, to get out. Nice. Yeah, so, so let's let's do a live list with them, one that we can then redistribute. Maybe we repurpose the one that you created. Okay. Um, yeah. And we, we we brand it up and then we get this list out there. So um, I can, I'll go through the steps I use to research it as well. Um, hmm. And we'll basically recreate it live and then show people how we would make it look really nice. Um, so yes, we will do as we say. As <laughs> Yeah, we'll do it live for you guys because this is, this is happening now. We're two, three, two and a half or just over two and a half weeks into lockdown if you're watching this at this certain time in history, I don't know when you're going to be watching this, but it's what can you do during this time 
that is going to benefit you the most? How can we adapt? How can we try new things? So I think give this a try, you know, stick with us this week and give this a try and see what comes off it. Yep. Awesome. And um, if people want to ask questions or join our community, there's going to be a link below um, that will take you directly into our Slack community. You do need an email to sign up for Slack. Slack's free though. Uh, we don't get the email. Yeah, no, 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 we 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 don't because I tried it. We don't get the email. The email goes to Slack, so they can they can verify that you're a real person before they let you into the Slack channel. So that yeah. goes to Slack. Slack's a global company. It's all free. Yeah, they're a huge company. Um, so it's not a weird tool that you're giving your email to. Um, it's all free. Our channel's free. We'll be in there to answer questions, and um, hopefully you can go through the process of building this list and uh, starting to rebuild your business. Uh, yeah troubling time yeah and i think this is a, this is a special slack channel that's been set up for the bbo show mm -hmm. so there's hardly anybody in it so it's pretty much me carl and a bunch of other people so now's the time to do this um because my intention is to do this with kyle for as long as possible so it, the, the greater it grows um naturally the less interaction you're going to have with us so i think come come join us as soon as possible so we can start having that conversation cool so yeah awesome down below Fantastic. Right, that's us done for today. Thanks for joining us on the first episode, first episode of the BBO show. And it's bbo.show, which will be the URL in the future. But we're not we're not bothering with that at the moment. Cool. Great. Uh, we will see you tomorrow then, same time at midday. Midday, same time. See you tomorrow. Every day. Bye. Bye, Carl.